the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news you can use. (laughs) And we got some today, folks. Let me tell you, we got a young man that's in here today that is really, really doing some things and done some things. And I just can't wait to get into it. So I'm going to get ready and bring him on in. His name is Emmett Hayes. He's a, he's a businessman. He's a broker owner of Hayes Realty, and uh, which is a, a full service real estate company that services out there in the LA, Los Angeles, California area. And Emmett also is a principal investor, uh, investor in So Southwest Holdings Company. And the guy's in all kind of stuff, but we'll let him get into that. And uh, we just want to bring him in here. Well, let's just give him a warm, exciting, uh, extreme Carolina welcome, Mr. Emmett Hayes. Hey, Emmett, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. Thank you for having me on. Man, it is our pleasure. Let me tell you, we, we, we're happy that you are here with us. And uh, I tell you what, let's just dive right into it, man. Um, okay, so you are a business owner, but you hadn't always been a business owner and some things have happened and see i'm going to dive right into um what it is that has happened with the question and the question we like to ask the people that come on the show that we're interviewing it's sort of like putting them in the hot seat sort of be but you know it ain't no surprise you already know what's coming <laughs> but anyway uh we know that most of us matter of fact all of us have experience some setbacks in life Mm. because the success we have it's fine to celebrate success but it's more important to heed the lessons of failure Mm. uh and so with that you know we just want to ask you uh you know because you're riding high right now so what was the, the turning point in your life that caused you to get on that track of being successful, my man. Well, you know, for me, it it's kind of been instilled uh, since I was a, a young young fella. Uh, I've, mm-hmm. I've always kind of had the uh, the know with all in, in in myself that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, and so mm. um, it just took a lot of life experience to to try to figure out exactly number one what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And uh, you, number two, how, how to, you know, push through everything that you have to deal with. And, mm-hmm. and so uh, for me, the turning point was, uh, and I'm going to be honest, I mean, I, I was the type okay. of person who I, I, I just never really wanted to work for anybody. <laughs> there you go. Come on. So, and, and because of that, that kind of uh, gave me the the motivation 
to ensure that, okay, well, if you don't want to work for anybody, then you're going to have to get out here and and make it happen. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And that's what it was. And that's what it was. You know what? It's so when you say that, it sounds like, and I don't know your dad, but it sounds like that's your dad talking. To you. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to get a job, okay, well, you better do something. I mean, you, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, now you know you you might be my son and everything. I'm your dad, but uh, I mean, you can come by and visit, but you can't live here, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're a grown right. man. You got to go get your old stuff. But anyway. I, I don't want to go down that hometown road, but anyway. So, uh, so what you did that you know you 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 realized that success is built on failure, yeah. failure after failure mm-hmm. after failure. I mean, folks, you know, a lot of folks see people they riding high, they looking good, mm-hmm. they own TV, got nice cars, nice houses, and everything. Mm-hmm. Look, bank account, you know, and it ain't always been that mm-hmm. way. And, uh, you know, see, that's all they see. They don't see those times when you sweating, making that car payment, sweating, you know, trying to get food in the house, mm-hmm. you know, sweating, mm-hmm. you know, as the, I forget who say that song, but, uh, you know, mama need uh, a clothes, baby need shoes type of thing, you know, and so you sweating it, trying to get that done. They ain't see that. You know, what they see is you're doing well. So thank you for sharing that with us. Now, but staying along that same track, you were in your own business at once. And then, like everybody else, that big, and nobody will ever forget it, 2008 happened. Yes. And that was a huge turning point in your life as well. Can you share with us in it just a little bit about what happened, you know, in, in terms of what happened? And what you had to do. Yeah, absolutely. So when I moved to L.A., my my goal was to start a real estate company and become an investor, start flipping houses. So Mm. I moved out here and in about 2004 and within the year or so, I I started buying houses. I started uh, fixing them up and I would rent them out. And so um, I had about five properties in my portfolio around the time 2008 hit. And so when mm-hmm. the, when, when the uh, market crashed in, in 2008, what happened was is every tenant I had stopped paying their rent. Every <laughs> single one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like they talked. Yeah, right. Them, so. Right. It was like and it was all around the same time. It just all happened kind of immediately right. and so in turn all those mortgages fell on me to, to right. you take care of and Make yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and 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 naturally i i tried uh to to make those payments and um realized after a few months that yeah i, I can't keep this up and so mm-hmm. like a lot of people i i had to eat i lost several houses to foreclosure um, mm-hmm. I had to short sell a couple of houses and, mm-hmm. and then when it was all said and done, I had a mountain of debt. I had to end up filing bankruptcy and literally start all over. Wow. Yes. And, um, that was a, it was a big lesson taught to me just going through that mm-hmm. whole process. Cause like you said earlier, most people only see you shining. They see you sitting high. They see <laughs> the new car, they see the clothes, yeah. you know, but what about yeah. the struggle? There you go. What about it? And 
And you was about to have one at that point because you you was about to do something you did not want to do. And that was what you said earlier about, man, I had to go get me a 95. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's it's real humbling when you you consider yourself an entrepreneur. You consider yourself a, a, a businessman and smart and and you know you realize oh i i made a lot of mistakes and uh those <laughs> yep. mistakes are are costing me drastically i i can mm-hmm. no longer survive at, right now i have to go get a 9 to 5 so it was a humbling experience but um i i just thought to myself sometimes you have to take three steps back to take one step forward you know mm-hmm. and uh Kept that positive outlook and made sure that I told myself over and over again, this is only temporary. It is only temporary. <laughs> there you go. And in that temporary setting, you f- you figured out how you could take what you were doing and you even helped your boss man out a little bit. You know, set up a few things that they didn't even mm-hmm. have. And that, you know, you, 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 you didn't just get a job and showed up looking at your clock and the watch, man, I can't wait to buy, I can get out of here. I mean, you actually earned mm-hmm. your money. You went to work and work and you produce and uh, you was just trying to be the best you that you can be better than you were right. yesterday. And the boss, and the boss man probably saw that man, that image. Man, I need about ten of them like him. You know? <laughs> so, so that was what was happening. But you learned something from that. In 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 from that, you did you you learn how to not just flip stuff, but you went on to the next level. And uh, what I'd like to ask you about is during that time that you learned and you put that stuff in uh, for your boss man, you 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 saved some of that for yourself. And uh, and that's how you did. So the question is this. What was it that you did that you learned when you had that job that you could say, man, I'm ready. I can go out on my own. Now, before you answer that, and I keep that in your head, because we got to take a quick break. You know, we got to take a station break, give our sponsors an opportunity, come in here and do what they do. But I know everybody's on pins and needles won't know but what did he do? He kept his boss man out and all that. <laughs> so so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna let you tell us what you did, what happened when we come back from a break. Folks, don't go away. This is Extreme Carolina with Mr. Emmett Hayes. Be right back. Tar Heel Basketball, Cam's Panthers, Asheville's eclectic nightlife, and the Great Smoky Mountains. It belongs to us too out here in extreme Carolina. Once again, here's Michael Borkman. Be sure to visit our brand new website, michaelborkman.com, to access exclusive online content, including over 150 episodes of previous content for free. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Extreme Carolina. And lastly, if you don't want to miss an episode with our amazing guest, And trust me, you don't. You can now subscribe to our podcast and let the new episodes come to you automatically. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show, Extreme Carolina. 
as we were saying on the other side, we were talking to Emmett, Mr. Emmett Hayes, uh, the uh, owner, broker owner of Hayes Realty out there in Cali, California. And uh, we asked him when he had to humble himself and go get a nine to five and uh, walk in there every day, probably pass some people who saw him when he was in business for himself. <laughs> probably, <laughs> Man, I thought you had your own thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey, yeah, I did. But right now I got this JLB. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the JLB, that was the question. I mean, we asked you during that time, what did you learn that you could take and take it out into the world and start doing your own thing? That's your end right now. So. What it was is I worked at one of the big five banks in the foreclosure department. And so foreclosure, mm-hmm. it, it kind of goes hand in hand, of course, with real estates. A lot of times mm-hmm. you buy a house, people go into foreclosure. So mm-hmm. what I had realized, number one, was that, you know, being on the other side, dealing with the bank, you you kind of see how the bank uh, maneuvers, how they uh, view uh, things mm-hmm. like foreclosure and and loan modifications and things like that. So what I kept seeing over and over again was a consistent trend of banks allowing people, or should I say, qualifying people for a loan modification. Mm-hmm. But then those people mm-hmm. would in turn redefault. You know, maybe four or five months later, and so. Mm-hmm. I saw that pattern over and over and over again. So to me. That led me to believe, okay, there's going to be an influx of property coming to the Mm -hmm. market eventually here because it's a lot of people who they really can't afford their house. The bank Mm -hmm. is giving them a temporary Band-Aid by reducing (laughs) their loan, reducing their payments a a little bit, but it's all temporary. One thing goes wrong. Your car breaks down. Now, you you know, Mm -hmm. you have to pay for your car. Now, now you you can't make your payment, your mortgage payments Mm -hmm. again. So it was a temporary Band-Aid. And that's what I realized that the banks were doing. They were giving people temporary Band-Aids and eventually they weren't going to be able to afford those houses and, and they were going to come to market. So I, I knew that it was okay. the time to, to get back out there. Okay. And, and so you use that, you use that foreclosure, that foreclosure piece that you had been in all those years you had been in it. Well, it wasn't all those, but a few years you were in that department. You learn how to not do, certain things that you were doing before is that right right no absolutely and uh um first and foremost you know initially by you know when i when several of my houses went into foreclosure themselves i mean that Mm -hmm. that lesson alone you know taught me uh, a whole lot of things number one is Mm -hmm. um you know people buy rental properties with the expectation that their tenant's gonna pay the rent and then everything Y'all, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It'll be all good. <laughs> no, yeah. you know, you you <laughs> have to be capable and able and have the means to make mm-hmm. that mortgage payment, regardless if your tenant right. pays pays the rent or not. And so right. that was a key for me mm-hmm. is to I nice. had to understand that. Mm-hmm. Listen up, you want to be an entrepreneur? Go ahead, man. And so <laughs> you know, uh, the second the second lesson learned. Um, was do not throw good money after bad. Oh, yes, man, that's a good one right there, man. Yes, we do that so many times. It ain't funny. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You cannot save a sinking ship by continuing to pour money or or things into it. You just got to start anew. 
That's right. Let that one sink and go get another. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's it's okay to start over again. Mm, oh, that is so cool. Yeah, go no, ahead. I was, I was just going to say those were two key lessons right there that I learned. So while while working at the bank, I mm-hmm. I saw uh, I would read letters. They people would send in letters as to the reasons why they were mm-hmm. behind on their mortgages, and and a lot of people had you know they 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 had basically they had reduction in income so they can no longer afford it anymore but yet they were still trying to figure out how to afford it because the attachment Mm -hmm. that they had to the house yeah and if i could be a friend or somebody to those people i would always tell them do not continue to throw good money after bad start over let it go let it go Mm -hmm. and start over it's okay yeah, yeah, it is, man. And that is so key. We do that a lot. But I think in the beginning, even before that, we go out and get, you know, we got a good little job, everything going okay. We Now we go get more house than we really mm-hmm. can afford. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because we want to look Joneses right. or the Greens or right. whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're not, we're not looking at the big picture in the long term. Right. We're looking at right now. Mm-hmm. I got a good job. Everything going good, man. I can stroke that payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what happened mm-hmm. when you get sick, right? Or when you know you they lay you off, fire you, or whatever, or, or the wife, you know, leave your butt, or whatever. Right. You know, a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. can happen, and you don't put that in the equation. Then that's when that ship start taking on water. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and you figure that out. So when you figure that out uh, to them, you set it up so that you weren't just gonna be uh, flipping like you were before and not being able to hold it. Mm-hmm. So you you learn to have your money in place no matter what. Yes, yes, absolutely. There were gonna be. No more situations where I'm dependent upon a, a renter or or a tenant to, you know, pay their rent in order for me to pay that mortgage. There, there was going to be no more of that. And there was also going to be once I if I was to get in a situation again where maybe I couldn't mm-hmm. afford that mortgage, there was going to be no more throwing good money after bad because I spent thousands and thousands of dollars trying to save a sinking ship to end up still sinking. <laughs> you know? That just that doesn't even sound crazy, you know, but but we do mm-hmm. it. We do it, man. That is so crazy. Well, I tell you what, let's keep it moving because uh, we don't want to lose nobody's interest in because this is a good story. I like hearing it. And uh, but okay, so you back out there, you doing your thing, you swinging, you hitting, you know, some, you know, some doubles and triples and things, you doing, you know, okay. So now you realize you couldn't just count on those houses. You said that you had to diversify yourself. Yes. And when you diversified, what you do? How did you do that? So I wanted to make sure that I d- created another business that was totally different than real estate. Um, so mm-hmm. if real estate market was crashing, my other business, it would, it would not have the same effect because it's in a, it's just totally different. So right. I, uh, was able to uh, create a, a food product brand, uh, EH3. Mm-hmm. And so 
in that brand, I created first product was a coffee, EH3 coffee. And, um, Mm -hmm. and so I, I really realized that again, number one, if you want to be successful and and achieve financial freedom, you gonna have to have multiple streams of revenue and, uh, no Those doubt. multiple streams, mm-hmm. not all of them need to be within the same industry. They better not Absolutely. be. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, man, if that one thing go down, you mm-hmm. done because it's all predicated on the same thing. Yeah. So you have those multiple streams of income definitely be coming from different directions. Yes. Uh, no, I agree with that 100%. So you had the, the EH3 coffee. I mean, I like that. <laughs> M&A's the third. Yes. Yes. M&A's the third. You got your, you got your name stuff all on this stuff. Can't nobody come and say, Hey, man, that's mine. <laughs> nope. That's my name. <laughs> that's yes, indeed. Cool, yes, indeed. So, okay. So, so you got that going there. Plus you get, you know, you then. And some other things, but I, I tell you what, let, let's keep it moving. Let's kind of change directions here a little bit. Now, you, you know, you did well, you know, when you were in school and you graduated and everything. And plus, you're from the, the East Coast, you know, and, and you were out in Maryland. Is that right? No, I was in, I, I went, well, I'm, I'm originally from Texas. I went to school out in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, so the Midwest. Um, okay, so you... Texas. Yes, yes, Texan. Oh, man, okay, all right, ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, that that's good. <laughs> Where everybody got to be from someone. <laughs> you know? So, okay, so you did that, graduated from school, doing well. But now, you also have a way, something that you're doing. You're not just making money and doing this and doing that. You're also giving back to the community. Yeah. Uh, we, we we talked about that a little bit, in which that's what it's all about. It ain't about trying to make all you can make. It's about, there ain't nothing wrong with making money, but it's about reaching mm-hmm. back and pulling up somebody yeah. else. And so you told me about an organization that you help, you, you sponsor and you help and you do all kinds of things. And I believe it was the, what was the National Latinos Peace Officers Association is just yes, right? yes, National Latino Peace Officers Association. Um, yes, okay. tell us about so th- this organization. Um, it's basically um, probation officers, some peace officers, and 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 what they do is um, they sponsor under uh, privileged uh, youth and uh, various hmm. different um events sometimes they uh they'll do uh um scholarships for those going uh to to college and then uh, mm-hmm. around christmas time uh we'll do uh walk with the the elementary students walk them through target shop and shop with them and let them pick out you know maybe a hundred dollars yeah. worth of stuff you know and just let them shop right. on their own no parents to tell them anything mm-hmm. what to get they just get what they want <laughs> yeah, <go crazy. laughs> right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, also, uh, I've also had some uh, experience uh, through the National Latino Peace Officers Association to go into uh, the juvenile halls and um, talk to the to the youth uh, that are uh, locked up currently, and and, and just kind of motivate them, you know, just kind of let them mm-hmm. see somebody that look like them. Yeah, like absolutely. Them. And say <laughs> yeah. you get it's okay. You you can be smart. There's nothing wrong with being smart, dressing good, talking proper. That's not there's nothing wrong with any of that. You're not 
considered a nerd and none of that. You can still be cool doing all of that and and, and be successful. So yeah, it's just to, to motivate them. Well, I tell you what, and you got something to motivate them with too, because we talked about the power of manifestation. That uh, something you were taught when you were a youth, yes. and uh, by your dad, and uh, and 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 so you you took that. And I love the story you told about that, man. That just cracked me up. I mean, not that he taught you about manifestation, uh, but uh, the the basketball analogy, you know, when you were, you know, he helped you, helped you to imagine the ball going yes. through the basket. And you say you did. Mm-hmm. And, and it turned out. But now, this is the mm-hmm. part that really, you know, this is what cracked me up. You say now. This is how you do it, son. You picture the ball going through the basket, you know, you hear the crowd cheering, but get back on defense. <laughs> Absolutely. Get back. <laughs> get back on defense. <laughs> you stand there looking, you know, hand all up in the air, you know, with you, you know, like you hit three or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> get back. <laughs> Definitely get back. <laughs> that cracked me up when I read that. Because it's so true. I mean, that's what we do in life, man. We we do something that's real huge and big, and we stand there with our chest all out. Look at me. Look what I did. Look what I did. Mm-hmm. Instead of turn around and get back on the ground and do what you need mm-hmm. to do, or turn around and help somebody else do what you did. You know? Absolutely. Which is what you're doing right there with that uh, helping the Latinos and stuff like that. You know, we got a thing out here. They don't call it that, you know, here in North Carolina. They got a they got a group of uh, policemen. They call it shop with a cop, and I mm. you know I think they're trying to change the name because they give it a little bit of connotation. <laughs> like, right, right, they, they right. They going there with their billy stick. You know, you get too much. And I'm all, <laughs> no, seriously though. But that's what they call it. same exact thing. Shop with a cop. You know, they they take them into the store and you know hundred bucks. But one of them told me a story I'll never forget. Now, I hate taking on time, but I got to tell this. I ain't playing on it. Shop with a cop was doing real good. And one of them is the chief of police. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a friend of mine. And uh, a matter of fact, I'm going to be interviewing him real soon. And uh, he said he took one of the kids in there to do some shopping. And the kid wasn't buying stuff for itself. He bought one two little things. But the majority of his money was going to his sister and his mother. Hmm. And he said, hold up, man, wait a minute. This is your money. Buy something what you want to buy. He said, I am. I'm buying Hmm. what I want for my sister and Hmm. my mama. He said, man, it broke him up. Broke him up. A little Hmm. kid. A kid now. Think about ain't got nothing. I mean, just barely got a pair of shoes. The way probably had holes in him, but he was in his heart thinking about others at that young age. Yep, yep, that's beautiful. I I had one like that also a few years back. He, yeah, we we get in the Target. I tell him get anything you want. He said, oh, I want to give my brother a game and my mm-hmm. sister a dress. I said, Well, what about you? He said, I, I'm happy with them getting stuff. Look at and that. That touched me in a in a way <laughs> he he didn't even have any idea. <laughs> Very touching. It is, man. And see, and that's what happened when we give back. And that's why I like talking about giving back on the show. And, uh, you know, here on Extreme Carolina. And hopefully everybody is uh, going to the Facebook page and Twitter and everything, looking up Extreme Carolina. And we want you to. And uh, not only that, but go and check out Emmett and see what he's doing with that EH3. 
and also with the uh, uh, the help with uh, uh, the Latino uh, Peace Officers Association. Now, how do people, if they want to know about that, Emmett, how do they, uh, is there a way for them to social media get a hold to you or somebody with that? Uh, yes. Uh, on Instagram, you can find me at Hayes Realty 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just type that in, in Instagram. I'll uh, Hayes Realty will pop up. So Hayes Realty 100. Mm-hmm. And then if you interested in uh, trying some of that uh, organic uh, medium <laughs> brew coffee, uh, you can you can also just go to EH3 coffee or or Emmett's coffee. It, it'll it'll pop up. There you go. There you go. You know, uh, you know, you had an awful meeting on that year. We got to talk about that off the show. But anyway, that's that's another topic. Uh, the uh, so what I we don't have time, but I'm gonna make time in it for for one more question, and because okay. uh, we it's really important that because see I want to pull the curtain back on you. We pulled it back just a little bit on the things that you do to step back and help the youth which is amazing. You know, we need to help those youth who think, you know, ain't, ain't the one way to do it, become a big drug dealer or something like that, or get a gun, go rob somebody. No, no, no. Plenty more ways to do it. And I love what you said about it's okay to be smart. And uh, use your brain. Don't let nobody tell you you're a nerd. You're not a head. Get out of here. So that's good that you're doing that. But anyway, we want to ask you, this right here and i love it because it goes to that and we like to ask each guest Emmett, what book have you read recently that had the biggest impact on you and why the power of now um i just recently read that um a month or so ago and that book talks about focusing in on what's happening currently it's staying staying in the now because a lot of times as as people we tend to focus on the past past mistakes you know Mm -hmm. past things we didn't do right but that book really tells you to focus on the now and even if the now is is not where you want to be relish Mm -hmm. that because if you just keep pushing eventually you're going to get there and you want to be able to feel what it took to get there, you know, mm. and so that's you want to, yeah, that's just, great, yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. so the name of that book again is The Power Now by who? Who, who wrote that? Uh, you know, I have to check the author. I got you, I got you, Eckhart. Yes, 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 yeah, there Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, I do yes. a lot of reading over here, brother. I there mean, I got a library that I sit in and do these recordings. I ain't bragging, but I, I, can, <laughs> I got a lot of books and I kept them all. And I got them in my little library here, man. Only thing is, is it's not very tall. I, I see them on TV where they're like 10 feet high. And of course, <laughs> my ceiling ain't about seven feet. <laughs> I'm in what they call your little man cave. <laughs> you know, my ceiling ain't 10 feet in there. But who knows, man? I'm praying and hoping one day. <laughs> but anyway, hey, man, we done run out of time, man. Man, ran out of time. You know what? And I had a whole bunch of other questions I was going to ask you. Well, let me ask you this. Is it okay? to ask you to come back. Would you be willing to come back and share the rest of your story with us? Absolutely. Uh, anytime uh, I'll, I'll be available for you. And uh, I want to just keep sharing the story and, you know, keep inspiring. Awesome. Fantastic. Cause we know somebody's going to be inspired with it. So I tell you what, don't go away, but we, but we're going to say, uh, uh, we, we're going to check out for now and uh, let any go. But in the meantime, folks, 
We just want everybody to want to thank you for tuning in today because ultimately Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers like Emmett here that are that's passionate and purpose-driven and making a difference. By listening to their stories, Extreme Carolina listeners will have an opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. Here we go, folks. Going to close it out with a power, with a positive quote of the week. Here we go. Hold on. It's short and sweet. The few who do are the envy of the many who only watch. Oh, Jim Rohn, one of my one of my best guys. That guy's good, man. So, I mean, thank you. Appreciate you, Emmett. And uh, we're going to get out of here. And uh, everybody, y'all take care. Be safe out there. And, and, and we love you. Thank you for tuning in. God bless. Peace. We out. Peace. Thank you for having me.